Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well. Welcome to the art of being well. I am a leading functional medicine doctor. I get to consult people around the world via webcam, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, Ketotarian, and my new book, Gut Feelings. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, we actually have brand new telehealth patient options now open, and we have lots of free resources there for you as well. You can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's dr W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. And listeners of The Art of Being Well, we're giving away free signed books every single month, no matter when you listen to this episode. All you have to do for a chance to win is head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review The Art of Being Well there. Tell us what you love about the show. And every single month, my team and I will be randomly picking winners. You can do it two different ways. You can leave your Instagram handle in the Apple Podcast review itself or you can take a screenshot of the Apple Podcast review and message me on Instagram at Dr. Will Cole. And we'll be going through the Instagram messages as well as the Apple Podcast reviews themselves, randomly picking winners every month. I'll reach out to you. We'll ask which book you want me to sign and we'll send it out to you. All right, good luck. Let's get to today's guest. His name is Dr. Anis Kalaf. Dr. Kalaf is a medically trained acupuncture physician and is the founder and CEO of Acupuncture Fit and virtualtcm.com. He creates custom traditional Chinese medicine health plans for people who suffer from pain, infertility, addiction, gut and hormone imbalance, skin conditions, severe, terminal, and rare cases as well. Dr. Anis uses his plans in office and online through his virtual TCM practice. He believes that everyone can achieve optimal health by integrating TCM in their life. He is a proud contributor to Dr. Axe's book, Ancient Remedies, which Dr. Josh Axe was on the podcast about that book. So go back and listen to the episode after this one, where he dives into how his traditional Chinese medicine technique is going to help heal the world. You can find Dr. Anis on his verified TikTok account and nearly half a million followers and counting and billions and billions of views. His handle there is at acupuncturefit 
where he shares short, fun video tips on how to take your health to the next level. Let's get right to it. This is Dr. Anis Khalif's Art of Being Well. Oh, my friend, the day has come. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh my gosh, Doc, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Oh my, the feeling is mutual. People, I just am, every time I started an interview, I always think, and it's 95% of the time, it's I know the person beforehand, they're my friends, so it's just cool conversations. But I'm thinking about all the wonderful listeners of The Art of Being Well, and I know how much you're just gonna eat up, proverbially eat up, the, uh, the information you're gonna teach us today. So let's get right into it. You are a leader in traditional Chinese medicine. Let's start with how the heck did it find you or how did you find it? Oh my gosh. Uh, Dr. Will Cole, I'm so grateful for that. That means the world to me coming from you, you know, that you do see me as a leader in the space, but I can only say that I'm, I'm a leader because of those who have come before me. And those who've come before me in traditional Chinese medicine have been around for about 5,000 years. So right off the bat, if, if anybody ever doubts traditional Chinese medicine, you know, I tell them, well, what lasts 5,000 years? That's not legitimate. <laughs> and um, yeah, and if you fast forward to, you know, modern times, really my, my story and, and how I got into traditional Chinese medicine is that um, I didn't find traditional Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine found me. And so I just want to say thanks for, again, for having me on here. My name's Dr. Anise Kalif, and I am a medically trained acupuncture physician. And how I came about to, to becoming in this title in this world is really my, my growing up story. Uh, back in the 80s, when drinking diet drinks was like the healthy way to, to live or, you know, eating uh, fake fats such as margarine was a healthy way to live. I was really fortunate enough to have a father who is a chiropractor and, and a mother who understand the value of eating healthy and the impact that it can have on our lives. So much so that I was not the cool kid at school with lunch. I uh, remember back then I came home from school one day and I was like, mom, can I have a real lunch? And she's like, well, what is that? I said, you know, sugary drink, uh, the, the white bread, some processed meat. And uh, she said, you know what? Sure, I'll, I'll pack you a real lunch. Off to school, I went with my real lunch and I'll never forget that day. And, and I realized right then and there when just the, the sugar rush came in. And I was like, well, where did this come from? You know, I was used to being able to be focused in school and um, having a healthy lunch provided that, that, that calmness and that focus. And then after that sugar rush, I had this hard crash and doc, I felt so miserable the rest of the day. And I, I remember I came home from, from school that day and I looked at my mom and, and I was like, I feel horrible. And she's like, why? And I was like, look, I never want a real lunch again. <laughs> so <laughs> that was my intro, you know, and, and you are what you eat. I love yeah. that. It's so funny that word real. I've heard that used before. Oh, real, like the real thing, <laughs> meaning the common thing. <laughs> exactly. It's everything but real. So uh fast forward, you know, to uh to college and between that experience and then I, I saw my my wonderful grandmother who had such an inspiration in my life overcome cancer multiple times with juicing and juicing alone. We did end up losing her, but we were able to, you know, see her. I was able to see her life extended uh for you know 10 years or, or maybe even more with that, just that alone. And when I was in college, I, you know, really neglected my health. I had a lot of studying to do, and it was a very stressful time. I firmly believe that that college and studying through that time is some of the most stressful time in many people's lives. You're just kind of trying to figure life out, right? 
And so with all of the emotional trauma and, and, and doc, by the way, I am just so thrilled again to be on here with you because you are such an expert when it comes to the emotions, especially when it comes to your new book and how that is connected to, to our physical health. And that's why I just admire you so much. And, and this did have an, an impact on me. Yeah, you're welcome. The, the emotions had such an impact on me that I started to have some bleeding in my stool. And this is really where the, 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 the crux of the story comes in. I went to the school clinic and they said, oh gosh, you, you need to head right to the specialist. So off to the specialist, I went and they actually gave me the diagnosis. They had some precancerous polyps in my colon. And I'll never forget that day, you know, from, from the bleeding in the stool to really what, 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 what I was diagnosed with just kind of made me freeze for a second. And I stopped and, and, and really just prayed and, and reached out to my network, you know, reach out to the other leaders who have had impact on, on my life and my health. And from that network, and I found an orthopedic surgeon from China who retired from orthopedic surgery and created this wonderful program. And in that moment, doc, I thought to myself, there's got to be another way. And as I started to speaking to people in my network, he really came into my life and I said, you know, this is the way. I knew there were some other options. There had to be. So I went into his office with, you know, really like nothing to lose my kind of back against the wall because I firmly believe to try, you know, natural medicine first when it comes to chronic conditions, right? You know, if it's an emergent acute, thank God for, for conventional medicine. Thank God for emergency medicine. But I knew and understood the balance because of how I was raised. So off I went to his office. And as immediately when he saw me, he looked at my cheeks before even saying anything. And he said, you have problem with colon. And I was just blown away because he saw the redness in my cheeks. And this is a small part of how we diagnose as traditional Chinese medicine practitioners is we look at what's going on physically, you know, as well as emotionally. Mm -hmm. and, and so I said, you know what? Sign me up. What do I have to lose? So the long and short of it is this. I went through his care. I went through changing the amount of sunlight I get. I went through understanding that I wasn't drinking enough water, just really the basics of uh, the food that I was eating as a college student trying to, you know, gain muscle was high protein diet, a lot of raw salads, which can be healing for some element types, as we talk about in traditional Chinese medicine, but for mine specifically, it was burning up my energy. It was burning up the fluids that were lubricating my bowels, my gut health. And from there, just changing those things, just changing some of the basics already, I started to notice an increase in my energy. I was sleeping better. I was having a much better and improved uh, gut health. And, and about, I would say, it was about 90 days. And what's interesting in the, the, the Chinese text, the ancient traditional Chinese medicine text, they say that the body heals itself in cycles of 90 days. So it was right about that 90 day point where uh, all my symptoms were gone. And Dr. Cole, I went right back to the specialist and I said, you know, please, please check me out. I, I, I don't have any more of the bleeding and, and my, my, my stomach feels great. Sure enough, they said, everything's gone. Wow. And that right there, right there, when they told me everything's gone and I told them what I, I did, you know, some of them looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> One of them asked me for, you know, the, the, the physician's business card. I went right back to the doctor's office, the, the traditional Chinese medicine, uh, you know, former orthopedic surgeon. And I said, I want to devote my life to, to your technique. Mm -hmm. And he welcomed me with open arms. And he said, you know, there, there is so many people that can be served with this. And that that's really my commitment to my life work is to serve others, you know, from these chronic inflammatory symptoms that might have, you know, some other options to, to address. Wow. Beautiful story. I love that every minute of that story. So let's unpack some of the things you said. First of all, 
I've heard that said before, but I, I don't want to touch on this. It's going to be kind of eye-opening to many people is this concept in traditional Chinese medicine of how the body heals itself in 90 days is sort of this sort of renewal. How would you describe that? Could you unpack that a little bit? So when it comes to the seasons in traditional Chinese medicine, and it's oftentimes you know, heard that the body heals itself in cycles of 90 days, in traditional Chinese medicine, we look at the seasons really as a guide that things change. In conventional medicine, it's always about what's new, what's new, what's new, what's newer, what's newest. I could go on and on. However, in yeah. traditional Chinese medicine, it's about what's changed. And as traditional Chinese medicine practitioners did, you know, thousands of years ago, as we still do today, we believe that the external environments of the seasons do have an impact on our internal environment. So we have to look at and understand both. There are seasonal changes externally and internally. And because in modern times, there are four seasons of change, and actually traditional Chinese medicine, they believe there are five seasons of change, but they look at that and, and how our bodies are changing. So our bodies are believed to be able to be stuck in a certain season. And that if a past thought, a past trauma, a past toxin is causing a, what we call a, a stagnation in traditional Chinese medicine, something that is stuck, it can cause someone to be in this state, right, of this energy that is just not moving to the next season as it is supposed to. And so in traditional Chinese medicine, the beautiful thing about it is once you're better, you're better, and we get the seasons moving, the, the internal energies in the body moving, you're able to move through different seasons. However, you know, it does take a little bit of time, right? The, the one aspect of conventional medicine is that, you know, take a pill and boom, the symptoms, you know, are covered up and quote unquote, go away. However, in traditional Chinese medicine, it takes just a little bit of time because you're using, using the own body's energy to break through to kind of that next season. If you're stuck in an area, mm. hope that that kind of explains. Makes complete sense. So we're taking these 90 days over the seasons. You mentioned the fifth season. What is the fifth season that the traditional Chinese medicine recognizes? Yeah, and I believe it's brilliant that they thought about this. So there's a fifth season in traditional Chinese medicine between summer and fall, and they call that late summer. I love that. I, I Depending on where you're at in the world, but I think many people could resonate with this intuitively, sort of an insti instinctive, maybe even an ancestral basis, is that I feel here in the Northeast when it's late summer. You almost feel it in the air. It's not quite fall, but it's not summer yet. And our ancestors, they knew what they were talking about on so many things. I love that. It's, it's so true. And here's the thing. Everything in life has a form of an element in traditional Chinese mm -hmm. medicine. And those are associated with nature. So think of the seasons as like a subcategory of the overarching aspect of the elements in traditional Chinese medicine. And the elements give us really a tool to look at our health, our diet, our exercise, and emotions, which again, you are so brilliant at, at, at uh, uncovering, and really how they're interconnected with both nature and our environment externally and internally. Beautiful. I didn't know this had come up in conversations, but actually in because I see it so much clinically, I had to put what some of what you're talking about in the book, in gut feelings, because there's so much, I really feel like traditional Chinese medicine, similar to Ayurvedic medicine, they knew all of this stuff. It's now us in the modern world, we're somehow have like this sort of height of hubris that we're disconnected from the planet or the rhythms of nature. And I feel like what what we're learning today from you is really showing this sort of microcosm, macrocosm of how we live and how we operate and how there's dysfunction in our world on so many levels.
Have you heard about Clear Stem Skincare? You have to check this stuff out. I also had the founders on The Art of Being Well, Kaylee and Danielle. They are freaking brilliant. You all have loved that episode. If you haven't listened to my episode and conversation with Kaylee and Danielle from Clear Stem, after this one, go back and listen to it and let me know what you think. But anyways, Clear Stem Skincare is this revolutionary skincare brand that is both anti-aging and also anti-acne, but with zero hormone disruptors or toxins. The brand was founded by these two brilliant women in San Diego. The co-founders met when Kaylee was suffering from severe cystic acne, searching for answers, and found the San Diego Acne Clinic. Together, they began working with a world-renowned cosmetic chemist, developing a serum that helped reverse acne scars, regulate hormonal oil production, reduce redness and inflammation, and increase collagen and elasticity in the skin. Danielle and Kaylee decided to partner to dedicate their lives and careers to create clear stem skincare, non-toxic skincare that actually works to create positive change without sacrificing your health. They have a cult following on social media as well. People love these products like the HydroGlow Stem Cell Moisturizer, the Clarity, the Blackhead Dissolver, and the Cell Renew, the Collagen Stem Cell Serum. I hear so many great things about these. I love them. Our telehealth patients love them as well. Oh, another one that I hear a lot about from telehealth patients is their Bounce Back. It's They call it the No Botox Serum to support that youthful glow. What I also love about Clear Stem is that they support skin health from the outside in, which I just mentioned, but also from the inside out. They have their brand new hormone acne supplement called Mind Body Skin that is a great natural alternative to Accutane. Go to clearstemskincare.com, use code WILLCOLE for 15% off your order. That's clearstemskincare.com, use code WILLCOLE for 15% off these amazing products. As I'm recording this episode, I just had my daily AG1. It's something that I do every day in between consulting telehealth patients and recording the podcast. AG1 is daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Through a science-driven formulation of vitamins, probiotics, whole food source nutrients, adaptogens, gut health support, AG1 delivers comprehensive support for your brain, your gut health, and your immune system, and your energy levels, honestly. Since 2010, they've improved their formula 52 times in the pursuit of making the best foundational nutrition supplement possible through high-quality ingredients and rigorous standards. With just one scoop, I know that I'm getting the nutrients and gut health support that helps my whole body thrive and covers my nutritional bases. So as somebody that looks at labs all day long for telehealth patients, I see nutrient deficiencies a lot. So I know that I'm really supporting filling in those nutritional deficiency gaps with just one scoop of AG1. Think of it as a multivitamin, a multimineral, a whole food, like a, a green superfood, an adaptogen blend, plus gut health support and energy support all in one. It really is so thoughtfully designed. So if you want to take ownership of your health right now, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of immune-supporting, energy-supporting, brain-supporting vitamin D 
and also five free AG1 travel packs. I carry these travel packs whenever I'm traveling for work. I put them in my carry-on. Super convenient. There's no excuses. You can get five free travel packs plus the year's supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. So go to drinkag1.com slash Will Cole. That's D-R-I-N-K-A-G, the number one, dot com slash Will Cole. That's drinkag1.com slash Will Cole. Check it out. I know a major part of traditional Chinese medicine are meridians. And I think people maybe have heard the term. Many, I'm sure listeners of the podcast have gone to acupuncturists, but many have not. Can you talk about meridians? And I've heard some doctors of acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine doctors talk about how there's sort of a nervous system connection meaning that the meridians line up with the nodes of when babies are growing in utero. Can you, can you talk about that at all? Yeah, let's unpack that. And that is such a yeah. great question. We could do a whole six hour lecture on this. <laughs> so it's very interesting. Meridians cannot be imaged. And the thing is that, you know, they're there and we, we, we know they're there and kind of referring back to emotions and, and I'll, I'll dive into this and this concept this concept of the elements that ties into meridians. I think it's important to note this. There was actually a 2017 study that extended the concept of the five elements to a cellular level. And this is where I'm going to get to the meridians. And, and noting that incorporating really this theory could lead to a better understanding of the relationship between the cells. As a matter mm. of fact, doc, the, the study suggests that music therapy based on the five elements could even reduce post-stroke depression when combined with acupuncture in targeting these meridians. So what the heck mm. are meridians? What the heck is even chi or energy, right? And pretty much chi pronounced C-H-E-E uh, spelled Q-I is the vital life force in the body that keeps us going. And we believe in traditional Chinese medicine, you get your chi from your mom, your chi from your, your dad at conception and boom, you've got, you know, uh, the, the, the life that's created and, 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 and then it starts to form in the womb. And what's very interesting is that as our bodies are forming, we believe in traditional Chinese medicine that they are formed by temperature, they are formed by pressure, and what the mom actually goes through as the baby is forming this energy. You have to remember, we're not just chemical, and that's something that conventional medicine looks at heavily. We are also electrical, and this is something that modalities like chiropractic, physical therapy, massage, acupuncture understands very, very deeply. Mm -hmm. We're both chemical and energetic, and that's pretty much what the meridian theory is, it's the energy that flows through our body. And as 5,000 years have passed since this medicine was really discovered, traditional Chinese medicine practitioners have been able to map out these meridians through different symptomology in the body. And what do I mean by that? Here's the crux of it. When the ancients were doing work out in the fields, their hands would often hurt. And they would come in and they would either massage their hands because they were in, in, in such pain or somebody else would, you know, massage them. But they noticed that if they massage their hand right here, doc, all of a sudden their headache would go away. Mm. And I don't know, a maybe- specific part of their 
of their it's their thumb area or how would you describe that for people that are listening to this sure it actually just did a, a post on this uh what's very interesting this is a point it's called li4 and and then it's a wonderful point for certain chronic migraines and you just find a point and you just massage right here right so it's and between the the pointer finger and the thumb sort of the meaty pad area exactly between the two i Got call it, it the cul-de-sac of the hand yeah <laughs> <laughs> <The cul> <laughs> perfectly <laughs> but i was meaty area <laughs> You went with cul-de-sac. I like that even better. <laughs> I love it. I love. No, it's great. The meaty area of the hand yeah. and massage. So what the ancient practitioners realized is that when they would massage this point, like this, why, why is my headache like? Oh my gosh, like calm. I feel this sense of just calmness. And over five thousand years, you know, treating millions, billions of of patients, slowly that the, the, the ancient practitioners realized that okay, well, well, this area is for and connected to this area. And, and, and there has to be some pathway that comes along the arm, right up to the head and, uh, and along, you know, over the years, they, they looked at many other points and, and they started saying, okay, well, this point connects here. And then is this also, you know, might, might help relieve some shoulder tension as well as the headache. And, and so that's how the meridians pretty much came about to be. It's these pathways of points from point A to point B and slowly, like you'll you, you'll see maybe one of those acupuncture dolls with all those lines. There's nothing really voodoo about that at all. It's just the lines of pathways of energy, and along those lights, the different points that the mm -hmm. acupuncture physicians use that are invisible. We can't image them, but are there because we know there is. You know, even in studies, there's an effect that can be had on there. One other point on that, what's very very interesting, and, and I think a great way to think about it is this way: is if I'm going to call Dr. Will Cole on on my phone. Back in the day, we used to have to have a line that goes to the house, that goes to a tower that then connects to somebody else's house, all within like a wire. Well, now we have cell phones and you can't really see that energy going from your cell phone, which has no yes. wires attached to it, to another cell phone. So you want to think mm -hmm. of the meridians as like that. It's the connection from one area of the body to another area of the body, one cell phone to the other cell phone. Sometimes the connection can be disrupted. And that's where it's like, you know, practitioners like yourself and what we do in our programs, we look for that disruption in the signal. Where is that? We remove that. Ah, you have a clear signal. You have an increase in energy, better sleep, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my best that. way I would say to, to describe the meridians here. Very, I, I get it. I hear you. So are, is there any evidence that maybe potentially that the meridians are somehow correlated with fetal development and like that electrical system, the early development of that. Have you heard of that before? I've heard some acupuncturists describe it and I'd love to learn more about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in, yes, in fetal development and, and, and not even just fetal development doc, it's how we just develop and how we age biologically. We're looking at that. That's what we're looking at. And so what's very, very interesting is that these disruptions from past thoughts, traumas, or, or toxins can interrupt that. And in, in the womb, when we're, we're being formed by temperature and pressure, it's interesting that like Shaquille O'Neal, you know, uh, his mom is, you know, maybe like five foot, whatever, but she can like birth somebody that's, you know, six foot mm -hmm. seven or however tall Shaquille O'Neal is. So there, there is, there, there is a, a direct pathway that's happening, not only chemically, but also uh, electrically with cellular division. And that's yeah. what I want to talk about about when we're talking about this it, it points back to my the best way i could really describe it in a scientific aspect it's that atp aspect of when a cell pretty much divides that's a lot really a lot unexplainable by science that divides and cause cellular division where we're talking about mm -hmm. that small so mm -hmm. that that's pretty much where where that division happens i love that 
And you mentioned sort of electrical and recognizing that and even the research around music therapy and, and acupuncture at the same time. I think when uh, there's a growing awareness of what is referred to as somatic practices or somatic experiences, which I would consider acupuncture in many ways is that, that case. Because when you look at music therapy or drumming or dancing, these sort of movement things are quite electrical and how they sort of metabolize things. They allow the body to clear stuff where there's blockages. Yes, that, that that's no, that that's so good. That's that's so yeah. true. And with each element, we can assign certain aspects, a season, a color, a sound. So spot on, Doc. Love it. So I want to get into element typing. We can find out what element type we are and more of this fascinating science. I want to tell you real fast is when, I, I don't know if I told you this before, when I, my son Solomon is 16, my daughter Shiloh is 13 at this point. And when you know, 16, 17 years ago for my son, we went to our acupuncturist, Dr. Yu, shout out to Dr. Yu. And she told my wife, we did not know we were pregnant. Within a few weeks of conception, it would have been conception, she felt my wife's pulse and she said, I am, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're pregnant and I am almost confident that it's a boy. Just from looking, feeling her pulse and looking at her tongue and all these, what modern Westerner would say, how are you doing that? Uh, he, she was right. Dr. Yu was right. It was my son, Solomon. And we found out before a test could even tell us, like it was very early on, or a test could just tell us at that point and we hadn't tested. And then same with our daughter. She knew she was the first to tell my wife it was, she was pregnant and it was a girl. And before you could even show up on an imaging study of this, finding out the gender for your baby, she knew that. And she was part of a lineage of doctors that re in, in China were, knew the art and science of this. You mentioned the 5,000 years ancestry of this. So I just want to talk a little bit. I mean, can you unpack that? What was going on there when it happened to us? Let's jam. I love that. And, and what you're referring to, by the way, that's, that, isn't that incredible? It, it's so Amazing. cool. Yeah, it blew my mind away when I uh, started to, to dive in. And, and pulse diagnosis is, is, is a way that traditional Chinese medicine really uh, measures. Okay. And, and you might wonder why, you know, why, why do we check the pulse? Well, along with the pulse, we also check the tongue, which I could even touch on too, if you want. But in Chinese medicine, pulse diagnosis is kind of like an imaging, like MRI of traditional Chinese medicine medical systems. And, and, and before modern technology, you know, many healthcare practitioners needed a way to evaluate what's happening inside of the bodies of their patients. And although, you know, technology has developed significantly over time, pulse diagnosis remains very, very helpful, very helpful tool in, in diagnosing, i.e. that your wife's pregnant and even the gender of the baby, which is wild. Earlier in the podcast, I was talking about how we get the energy, the chi from our mom and our dad at conception, and boom, you, you know, you start to have a life right there in the ancient texts. And so that's essentially what a, a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner is feeling. They're feeling the energy and the quality of your, of your pulse. There are different qualities that can be felt in somebody's wrist in their pulse, including the quality of the baby's pulse if they're pregnant. So that practitioner, brilliant practitioner, was feeling not only your wife's pulse, but the baby's pulse as well. It's fascinating. 
what do we look at when it comes to pulse? Are what I was talking about are qualities, okay? And there are so many different types. I could devote my life to learning uh, pulse diagnosis. Now, the qualities of a pulse can be either a fast pulse, okay? This indicates what we call in traditional Chinese medicine excessive heat, or a slow pulse, which this in traditional Chinese medicine indicates like a cold condition in the body. We also look at the strength of the pulse. Is there a strong, strong pulse? Is it bounding? Do you really feel it hitting my fingers? That indicates that there might be stress, anger, even high blood pressure or headaches in somebody's body. Is there mm -hmm. a weak pulse? Can I? Do I have to really dig down into the wrist and feel the pulse? That tells me that there's some sort of like deficiency in the body. And, and, and a weak pulse is often present with fatigue, weakness, insomnia, even low blood pressure or depression. We look at the width. We look at so many other aspects. Is it thready? Is it uh, wiry? I could go, like I said, for yeah. hours. I've on heard this. the word thready in my pulse a lot. And I'm like, all right, yeah. I, I'm going to get it complex yeah. there, doc. A thready pulse. Yeah. So a thin or thready pulse <laughs> indicates what we call in traditional Chinese medicine, a blood deficiency or a fluid deficiency. I yeah. see this a lot of times in the dry seasons in the fall, you know, and this often relates to, I'm not saying you have this doc by any means, but <laughs> it could be fatigue from overworking. You know, we're both very busy. I feel my pulse all the time. It's thready. What are you talking about? That's not a problem here. <laughs> I'm only human, right? <laughs> not at all. But you know, one of the most typical pulses I would see is also rolling or slippery. And this one sometimes feel like small beads rippling underneath the fingers. And, and, and this pulse indicates, and I feel this all the time, Doc, is that there is a stuck, we call this a stagnation. I don't even know if that word's in the dictionary, but it is in the ancient text, a stagnation in the intestines that's building up from what we call phlegm or mucus in the body. That's often present, you know, with, with many people you work with. And, and I know that I work with, with digestive problems, sinus allergy, congestion issues. So, so much can be unpacked from, from pulse diagnosis. Yes. Oh, this is so good. This is so good. So I, I knew like I grow, using a traditional Chinese medicine doctor for a long time and now being, a, I'm a patient of yours. Now I'm, I'm first to admit publicly on the podcast, I am the worst patient and doctors tend to make bad patients. So I will be freely admitting that. <laughs> Me too. But, uh, so, but let's talk about it as some, when I first, we first met, I met you through our mutual friend, Dr. Josh Axe. And I was talking to Josh, I was in California for work and I was feeling run down, a lot of work stuff. And I... I didn't even ask for advice. I just think I was just telling Josh how I was feeling. He said, I am with this amazing doctor. Take a picture of your tongue and send it to me. And because I would do the, your background, I'm like, I know that's not weird, but I sent Josh Axe a picture of my tongue. You looked at it. So we talked about pulse diagnostics, tongue diagnostics. What's, what, how, what can you tell from somebody's tongue? Dude, I love this question. I'll never forget that day when, when he sent me, you know, a picture <laughs> of a tongue. And we, Dr. Axe, he and I, I mean, he's just become such a good friend. And now, you know, he's introduced us. So I, I got to, you got to thank him for, for you know, yes, connecting us. So thanks, Josh. No, it's great. And, and it's like, well, what the heck does the tongue, you know, say about my body, right? And here's the thing. And this is a brilliant, just as a pulse diagnosis is kind of like the MRI of traditional Chinese medicine, so can tongue diagnosis. And by the way, as traditional Chinese medicine practitioners in even the state of Florida where I'm licensed and in a couple of other states too, we can actually order MRIs. Many people don't understand that we get many, much of the same training as medical doctors. We can order blood work, we can order MRIs. And so this is an ancient MRI is looking at the tongue. So the tongue 
has different qualities about it. And because it's the only muscle that's not covered by skin in the body, the ancients were brilliant. They said, well, you know, and instead of removing somebody's skin and seeing what toxins are seeping through, that would be obviously very painful. Let's take a peek at the tongue. And, and the tongue has nine common uh, syndromes and possible symptoms. A healthy tongue is supposed to be pink and no coating. And then you have every other variation. And, and, and so just in, as in pulse diagnosis, we have, you know, is it, is it uh, slippery? Is it thready? Is it, is it uh, bounding? Is it strong? Is it weak? So in, in tongue diagnosis, we look at two different things. We look at the color of the tongue body, and we look at the texture of what's going on on top of the tongue. And this is proven even in, in modern medicine. You, you, you go to your, your doctor, and if you have a uh, candida overgrowth or, or, or we call oral thrush, you get a, this white you know, substance all over your tongue and in your body. And many people that do suffer from symptoms of candida, yeast infections, you'll see a thick white coat. Well, it's mm -hmm. not only a thick white coat that we're looking for in traditional Chinese medicine, but we can also look for a thick yellow coat. We even go as far and as granular as this doc is that the coating can either not only be thick, but it can also be thin. We can see red prickles on a tongue, teeth marks. Uh, maybe the tongue has just a red tip, but it's pale in the back. So in, in, in summation, what we're looking at, and over the thousands of years that this has been developed, is that the different areas of the tongue point to different organ deficiencies in the body. So if there's one area that maybe have teeth marks, like on the side, it's indicative of the spleen, then I start to ask questions, are you overthinking, over worrying? You know, what traumas have happened in your life? You know, the, 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 that's a tongue that I see a lot when my college kids is that there are these teeth marks on the side. And of course, they're studying to no end. So if you're overthinking, you're over worrying, you'll tend to see that. Anyway, so that's just more so a, a tool to start asking certain questions. Women with many menstrual issues, we see this a lot. We say there's what, what we call as blood stagnation in traditional Chinese medicine. They have cold hands and feet, maybe varicose veins, you know, uh, headaches in certain areas. We'll see a very mm. purple tongue body compared to the normal pink that we should see. So anyway, a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner is trained to look at the tongue and see the different aspects of the coating and the color. And that's really what we're looking for to point to internal signs and signals in the body. Got it. I love this. So... Traditional Chinese medicine has many tools within the toolbox and you see people, you see me virtually and you see people virtually to lean it. You've, and I'll talk about some of the things that I helped me so much from you. But if someone sees an acupuncturist in person and they know the classic, the needles going in and specific points are going in the meridians based on these diagnostics that you're talking about. What is the theory at that point with the needles going in the meridians? Is it stimulating a stagnant part? How would you describe that? Oh, that's a great question. And I love that. So what happens from the acupuncture standpoint when you're seeing a traditional Chinese medicine, you know, practitioner, an acupuncture physician, early on in my practice, doc, I called them needles. And I quickly changed that when I found out that people weren't coming into the practice because the <laughs> number one fear that people don't want to have acupuncture is because they think it's a needle. So I quickly changed that terminology. And believe it or not, we have a no needle policy in my practice. We're not allowed to say that word. Instead, we it. call them instruments. Yes. Okay. And, and I thought and prayed about that. I said, well, you know, is this word wording true? You know, I want to be true in my, the way I, I communicate. And, and I, I believe it is yes, as I spoke to other physicians. So we call them instruments in practice. Why? Is an acupuncture instrument is about the size of a cat's whisker or two hairs. It's so thin. 
versus a hypodermic needle, it's a lot thicker. You can actually fit 12 to 15 acupuncture instruments inside a standard hypodermic needle. That's how thin they are. Wow. Yeah. I knew they were thin. I didn't realize that then. That's yeah, that amazing. thin. And if you were to look at an acupuncture instrument under the microscope, it's blunt like my pinky. It's solid as well. So there's nothing that's injected. So when it penetrates the skin, doc, it moves the nerve endings left and right. And a vast majority of the time, if it's done right, it doesn't hurt. And it doesn't also draw blood. Now, sometimes that may happen, but vast majority of the time, like I said, it doesn't even hurt. So there's a big difference. If you were to look at a hypodermic needle under the microscope, the point of it is to get fluid and substance. It's sharp, it's serrated. It's a lot greater surface area, and that's why you get more pain. So there's a big difference between the two. So mm -hmm. the legal definition of an acupuncture insertion, which is a surgical procedure, we can bill insurance for it, their diagnosis codes for it, is that it's the stimulation of neurovascular bundles for the improvement of and reduction of pain and inflammation. So the stimulation of neurovascular bundles for the reduction of pain and inflammation. And I mean, there are countless studies when it comes to back pain, when yeah. it comes to pregnancy, post-chemo, you know, side effects, uh, that, that acupuncture is a wonderful modality, opioid addiction. There's mm -hmm. a one, it's a wonderful modality to incorporate. So what's happening is that we're using metal instruments to increase, decrease, or balance out that chronic inflammation to move what's stuck so you can go through those seasonal changes. Remember when I was talking about the ancient practitioners and how they would massage certain points on their hands and realize their headache mm -hmm. would go away? Well, they thought to themselves, and this is a little bit barbaric, and I would probably be out of practice if I did this back then. Well, let's try <laughs> getting deeper. So initially they started with bamboo. <laughs> they, oh they started with um, like copper and thick, you know, instruments. And we've kind of, you know, refined the, 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 the instrument that we use down to this very thin one-time use micro instrument that penetrates the skin. And essentially what we're doing is, is we're using the body's energy from the metal, metal conducts electricity. We are, we have electricity, we have current running through us to either increase, decrease, or balancing out that inflammation through those neurovascular bundles. Kind of the best uh, Reader's Digest version that I could do. I love it. I love it. Now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and stay on track reaching your health goals. They offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each and every week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan, veggie, protein plus. They're prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. I love their new upscale surf and turf and also their surf and surf meal options like their roasted garlic filet mignon and shrimp and their Cajun spiced shrimp and salmon. So freaking good. This June, get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered straight to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep. No mess, no thinking. You could just know you're getting nutrient-dense foods that love you back. Head to factormeals.com slash willcole50 and use code willcole50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code willcole50. That's 
my name, Will Cole 50, Will Cole 50. Use that code at factormeals.com slash Will Cole 50, Will Cole 50 to get 50% off your first box. Many people ask me, what's a natural way to support things like migraines, anxiety, motion sickness, I've been feeling nauseous a lot, and they are even looking for something other than a supplement too. Maybe they're taking enough supplements in the day. They don't want to add more supplements, and which I totally get. I mean, supplement graveyard is a real thing. So something that's still natural, but just not another supplement to mix it up, to add another tool within your toolbox is relief band with those issues that I've seen be a game changer for people. As a health and wellness podcast, as someone that runs a telehealth center, I always want to give the best advice for people when it comes to their health. When it comes to nausea, anxiety, migraines, morning sickness, you have to check out Relief Band. It's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. Their technology allows you to tap into your body's nervous system, kind of calming down that sympathetic fight or flight stress state, increasing that parasympathetic, resting, digesting, calming state of the autonomic nervous system. Relief band stimulates the nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. It blocks the signal your brain is sending your stomach telling you you're sick. It's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and zero side effects. It's that simple. Plus, Relief Band both treats and prevents nausea so you can help avoid nausea from becoming a problem in the first place. And they've got an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating and over 100,000 satisfied customers around the world. So they are a brand you can actually trust. So if you're ready to tap into your body's natural healing system to actually relieve your nausea quickly and effectively, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for the Art of Being Well listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code WILLCOLE, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use promo code WILLCOLE for 20% off plus free shipping. That's reliefband.com. Use promo code WILLCOLE for that 20% off plus free shipping. Part of this diagnostic concept of in TCM that we're talking about, you've referenced the element type. So what exactly are element types? Like how do we find out our element type? Man, that is great. And, and essentially this is what I've, I've devoted my life work to. And, and, and I love this question. And the elements, as I was talking about earlier, really everything in life has a form of an element street sign, the wood that your or bricks that your house was built with. There's an energy to every aspect of life. And traditional Chinese medicine bef uh, practitioners before modern travel, before, you know, a lot of the distractions we have, they had the time to think and really meditate on their health, meditate on their body. They looked at how the world worked externally and relate it internally. So you want to think of the elements as such as a metaphor to looking at the body. Think Enneagram. Think uh, Myers-Briggs. It's the most ancient uh, personality health profile out there. And so if you look at our external environment, a giraffe will eat up here and a lion will eat down here. Instinctually, their brains know that a giraffe, oh, I need to eat leaves. What is my type? It's long and slender. 
A lion eats down low to the ground. What's with the lion's type? Very muscular. What is what does the lion eat? Things that are meat. If their brains switched all of a sudden and started eating a lion diet for a giraffe or a giraffe diet for a lion, it would get very, very sick and pretty much die. So what's interesting is that we have access to being able to do that as human beings nowadays, where we didn't, you know, thousands of years ago, we can eat a giraffe diet for a lion, we can eat a lion diet for a, a, a giraffe. And pretty much what I'm, what I'm, mean by all of this in, in, in explaining a draft versus a line is that the traditional Chinese medicine practitioners realized that they could categorize their patients that they were serving into five elements, and they related them to the elements of the earth, fire, metal, water, wood, et cetera, right? So earth, fire, metal, water, and wood are the five elements. And they started to categorize different people's bodies and the way their face looked, the way they were built in these different categories. I can maybe hit the pause button there, but and, and kind of pass it back to you to see now, what other questions I, I you have. It. But that's the, the, the gist of an intro. Got it. So what is the, some of these are probably self, like intuitively we would know fire, for example. Like So through looking at tongues through, what other measures are you doing to determine where we are at from an element side of things? Yeah, absolutely. I know it's complex, but like the, give, give us some nuggets I know it's a complex science, but it's one that you can do virtually, that you Absolutely. do virtually. Absolutely, because it's all about sight. We're, what we're doing is we're looking at the different body shapes. We we do a complete intake as well. I mean, we have a, a quiz. It's just elementtype.com. Anybody can go and figure out their element uh, from a quiz and kind of start to, you know, dip their toe in there. My goal, uh, Dr. Wilco, what I see is that, you know how everybody has their Enneagram number posted yes. on their social media profile. My goal, <laughs> my life's mission is I would love to see next to that Enneagram number, their element type, earth, fire, metal, water, and wood to then better understand emotionally, physically how they function. Like it's that important to help. Yeah. And so what we're doing is not only we're looking at that, that, you know, the tongue and all of the other diagnostic measures, we're looking at shapes in the body when it comes to the elements. And, and what's so beautiful about this, and it can be done virtually is we're looking at a patient from the, from the front, from the side, from the back. And in about, I would say uh, 12 minutes or less, and we spend so much more time on our calls you know, pr providing, you know, how we can serve what, what's out of balance, you can figure out your dominant element. Now, here's the key that I want everybody to understand. Everybody has all the elements in them, but they are ranked in an order of dominance. Got it. And this is what solves so much of the crisis in functional medicine, where it's like, oh, take this one pill. It's the magic end-all cure-all. No, it's not. What traditional Chinese medicine solves is figuring out what supplements one might need, what, you know, labs even one might need or not need. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's the beauty and, 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 and what I love about your heart. It's like the understanding that we need to turn focus away from the businessman back to the human. And that's what the elements, that's what the elements essentially do. And I love talking about them. I talk about them for, for hours. I love it. So let's, yeah, you're absolutely right. The difference between conventional medicine and pe people like in us in functional medicine or you in traditional Chinese medicine, it's so, there's so much synergy between what I do and you do. It's seeing a whole body it's seeing it, the interconnectedness. Another word for functional medicine is systems medicine or integrative medicine. And that's how TCM has always, like functional medicines are a more modern term for it, but there's so much that I bring in from in, from my patients that have their roots from different ancestral sciences like, like TCM and Ayurveda and different medicines like that. So let, let's talk about what is pull one of them 
because I, metal is, I guess, a different a one that I maybe the listeners would be like, okay, wh- if I'm metal, like, what does that mean? <laughs> the heck does that mean, metal? <laughs> yeah, right. My element's so, metal. What does that mean? I love that when we when we start to dive into each element, and and I could dive in as many as, as you as you need or want. Uh, but let's focus on metal and and think of when you think of metal, you want to think of the season of autumn or fall. Okay, this is where the temperatures in that season externally. So we go externally, say, hey, what are the environmental factors externally? How are they impacting our body internally? This is where the temperatures start to drop and the environment becomes very dry. And in traditional Chinese medicine, we believe, well, if it's dry, make it damp. If it's damp, make it dry. If it's hot, make it cold. If it's cold, make it hot. It's so simple. So, so simple. Exactly. It's balanced. That's essentially the yin-yang theory. Mm -hmm. The organ that has to do with the metal are, and it's an organ pairing, are the lung and the large intestine. And if you think about fall, if you think about autumn, what aspect of the body get taxed more than any other season? It's our lungs. We're going from summertime or what we say in traditional Chinese medicine, late summer, where it's very damp, it's very humid in many parts of, of, the, of the world. Now, if you're in the Southern hemisphere, by the way, you switch so if you're listening to this in your Southern hemisphere, you want to, you're, you're in the opposite season. You're, you're kind of, it goes the other way. So but all the for, Kiwis that listen to the art of being well. Opposite. Exactly. Exactly. Right. This is global, you know, yeah. so we want to serve everybody. So this is where our lungs get impacted. And you see this, I mean, in, in conventional medicine and, and, and it's, you know, Hey, watch out for what flu season, cold season, cough season, our lungs in this season become taxed because the health of the lung depends on how balanced it is when it comes to its moisture. If you ever feel a lung, which, which I was just so excited to see that in my anatomy lab nerd over here, it, it's actually very moist. It's very wet in nature if it's healthy. And as it dries, the lung has a problem catching the pathogens and moving them out where they're supposed to go, right? Coughing them out. So they get lodged and the, and the lung has a, a hard time moving those pathogens out because of the dryness of the external factors. So when it comes to that, each element then has a taste. So we're talking about the metal, we're talking about the lung, we're talking about the large intestine. Many times in my program, I'm sure with yours, what's very interesting is that somebody has a lung condition, whether it's asthma, whether it's symptoms from, you know, colds or flus, their bowels can be disrupted. And and, and a lot of times if we can't target the lung, we look to the colon, we say, hey, well, what's going on with your gut health? We start to move the colon, then the lung starts to drain as well. So that's why there's a relationship in the metal element with the lung and the large intestine. Now, each element, Doc, and specifically when it comes to the metal, there is a taste that's associated with that. And the taste of the metal element is spicy or pungent, spicy foods. What happens when anybody eats something spicy? They turn red and they start to perspire. So what the spicy flavor does is it starts to get the fluids internally going in our body that were maybe stuck. It creates Mm -hmm. that energy in the body to say, hey, let's start moistening things because we need to get this spicy food out of here. And there are many foods that are moistening and nourishing to the dryness of the metal element in the fall. And the color of those foods are white in nature. So I'll kind of wrap the metal element up and, 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 and you want to think about foods that are white. So if there is a deficiency in the metal element, you want to think like cauliflower, lotus root, 
sprouts, onions, even watercress, if you're looking at different vegetables. Maybe if it's fruits, apples, pears, persimmons. If you're looking at grains, some element types, let's say you're an earth element, they do very well with grains, believe it or not. So eat maybe white rice or oats. Maybe it's using honey or certain spices. I really like olive oil when it comes to that season of the fall and, and the metal element being taxed and really just avoid uh, foods that are dry in nature. And it's so interesting because baked goods abound during this time and baked goods are very drying. So it's really not helping the case as much as I, I, I'd like it to. So that's pretty much <laughs> kind of just like an overview of the, of the metal as best as I could. I love that. Thank you for as an example. Again, there's five and people can find out how, which one they are and know on an individual basis, like what things would be best for them. For me personally, when we initially met via telehealth and, and I'm someone in telehealth go, of course, this is what I'm, I'm trying to be a better patient. That's my goal is to say, okay, I can't just be a great clinician. I need to be a great patient <laughs> to be a great clinician. Ultimately I need to take self-care and, and do, Practice what I teach my patients. So I'm trying. I'm a work in progress. I'm honest with everybody. So I one of the things you told me was based on all this complex diagnostic and knowing sort of the science and art of me on an individual basis, you said one of the many things I should be doing, one of the several things I should be doing is not having red foods but having more green foods. So I love hot sauce, for example, but I know it's okay, hot sauce wasn't agreeing with me so much on a digestive standpoint, but you said go for lots of green foods, not just green hot sauce, but try the green hot sauce. And when I, I thought, okay, I don't know if that would make a difference or not, but I trust you. And I went and, and did it and I used the green hot sauce and it was completely fine. I had no, no, no problems. So Tell me about that. The color there with me and like going to green things. Why do why did you recommend that I should have more green things? You know why I recommended that and I just love that you found inspiration in that and you took action because that's the key. All of this sounds maybe so complex but it just comes down to just simplicity. As simple as picking a green hot sauce over a red hot sauce. So if I Thankfully, know, Chipotle has green hot sauce. Yeah, That's where yeah. I was. I know. Doc, maybe we should get with them and have, you know, all of the elements as hot sauces. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> no, white hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, a yellow. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, you know, if I understand any participant, any patient, I'm not just saying this is just you and, and anybody, and they have anxiety, agitation, or maybe disturbed sleep, this is because the heart is disrupted and the heart element is, is, is fire. Okay. And heart governs blood circulation in our body. It houses our spirit, our mind, you know, how we feel and excess heat in the heart can disturb many aspects of the mind, causing maybe somebody not to be able to sleep as well. or have some anxiety or agitation. Here's the thing that excess heat can lead to maybe even excessive sweating or a flushed face. What that told me is that the fire element in the body was out of control. And think about a fire in general. We can unpack a fire and it just, it's, it's, it's wonderful uses and also detriments. If a fire mm -hmm. is out of control, a bonfire will burn the house down. It can wreak havoc, destruction. If a fire is too low, people can even freeze to death. They get cold. Things start to slow down. So things are either moving too rapidly or slowing down. And those are associated with signs and signals in the body. A fire that's in balance can warm a tent if you're camping, a house. It can bring joy. It can bring laughter. So because I heard that the fire was out of balance, 
Well, what does fire do to different elements? It wreaks havoc on water. It wreaks havoc probably the most on wood. Metal can withstand fire, and so can earth. Earth can snuff out fire. Metal can, you know, if the fire is strong enough, it can melt metal. But from what I was hearing is this, is that because there was too much fire, it was burning a couple of things in the body. Two of those things were wood elements and the water element. It was evaporating the wood, uh, the, the water element, and it was burning up the wood element. The color of fire is red when you're thinking about foods, and the color of the wood element is green if you're thinking about foods. So I was like, you know what, Doc, you're loving hot sauce. You know, there's some signs and signals in the body that are going on that may be out of balance because your fire element's out of balance. How about you just simply switch the hot sauce that you're eating or all the vegetables, the fruits from a red color to a green color to nourish the wood element. So what did we essentially do? We added more wood to the fire to Mm. bring it down but still keep it going in a well-balanced state. Does that serve? I get it. I was I didn't know I was balancing my bringing the, the wood up and the, and the fire. I love it. And yes, I, it, it helped me tremendously. And you gave me so many other insights based off of understanding my tongue and my body type and all that stuff. So I appreciated it immensely. As you know, the podcast, it's called The Art of Being Well. So we've been learning about your art of being well this entire conversation, but I want to pick your brain on a few different things. This is your art of being well. This is Dr. Ani's art of being well. So first question is, what is the worst tasting healthy food that it's disgusting, but you will still eat it because there's so much nutrition science behind it? I love that. And can I go with a supplement on this one? Yeah. And I have no ties with this company, but it is one of my zombie apocalypse supplements that I keep in my own medicine cabinet. Like everybody should have this, you know, there's so many out there, but it's called old Indian wild cherry bark syrup. Different companies make versions of it. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard of old Indian I wild. I have never heard about this. And this is all I do. I do. So yeah. tell me about it. Doc, the, the moment it. I took a sip of that, I almost vomited. I swear I almost vomited. I have a couple of supplements. But but what's interesting is that that's my supplement where if I've got a, like a slight tickle in my throat or I feel like something's coming on, just blanket wise, wow. maybe I'm just traveling too much. I'm working too hard. I'll grab some old Indian wild cherry bark syrup. Some some brands that you know I like better than others. But anyway, now, now Doc, I, I, I like it so much that uh, I drink it straight up. Out of the bottle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what's it taste like? If you had to describe the ta- the sensorial experience, what's it like? Okay. A couple of ways. Have you eaten a walnut skin and you feel this like numbness or celery? You feel like this numbness in your mouth and yeah. it's like bitter tastes yeah. almost like you licked the side of a tree. It is cherry bark. <laughs> <laughs> it has essences of gnawing on tree bark, but there's okay. a sweetness to it with the cherry that makes it somewhat palatable. But I got to tell you, man, it knocks it out. Like, boom. I'll have to send you a bottle. I'll send you yeah, a bottle. Yeah, okay. I'd love that. For so sure. how much are you drinking of this horrid okay. stuff? Yeah. If, if, if I know that I'm entering into a season maybe where I'm speaking a lot, I'll actually preventatively, um, you know, I'll take a tablespoon once a day. But if I've got full blown out, you know, aspects of my health that are out of balance and, and myself too, you know, by the way, for if you're listening right here, I will go see a conventional medical doctor if I need, right, to, to, to clear whatever I have going on, if it's very, very severe. But, you know, if it's chronic and, and, and it's it's mild, and why not try something natural? So I would say about, uh, I do about 
a tablespoon every two to three hours. If, you know, I've got phlegm and I've got all this other stuff that's going on, you know, in a seasonal, seasonal, uh, you know, colds and such that yeah. that's probably what yeah, I mean, supporting use. tools. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, next question. What is your dream vacation? A- anything's on the table and money's not an object. What's your dream vacation? Oh man, my dream vacation is this. And I'm a water element, like massively dominant water element. If you can't tell, think about like a flowing river that likes to socialize, that's extroverted. So I I just absolutely love any islands. I love crystal clear water with elements of waterfalls. So my dream vacation doc would be to St. Thomas. It's probably my most beautiful uh, virgin island in the U.S. or in in Positano in in the Amalfi Coast in Italy, where where my mom was born in Italy. And and just literally being on the the white sands with the palm trees, the warm sun hitting my body. But then I have the ability to just jump in the crystal clear water. And this is my favorite part. As long as my dream vacation has water that I can swim in where I feel like I'm floating, I feel like I'm suspended and I'm just like cruising along. I'm seeing beautiful tropical fish. You know, I've got my family on the beach. You know, you and your family are on the beach. It's just a dream vacation for me to just have my my, my greatest loved ones, my friends and my family in a tropical setting. We're just enjoying a beach uh, environment. That that's that feeds it. my water element, brother. I love it. So, I mean, you mentioned your goal was having your element type on the social media profile, just like people have the Enneagram. I'm curious, do you know your Enneagram type? You know what? I'm going to be very authentic and real for you. I have not taken that test Dude, and I you need have to. to. What do you think I, I am? Do you, do you, do you have would, an idea? I don't know. I would say you could be an Enneagram seven, be social in that way. Josh is a seven too. I think I'm almost positive. He's a seven. So I could see being a seven. You guys are really tight. So I could see you guys being similar in that way. Absolutely. I've been told well, seven a lot. I'll, I'll get okay. back with you on my number though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see your tongue. Let me see. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, can't, I can't tell your tongue. Your Enneagram from your tongue, guys. It's not a thing. All right. Next question is, what's your favorite restaurant in the world? And when you're there, what do you order? Oh, there is a mom and pop. And we're, we're, we're talking cheat meal here, by the way. Let's put it this way. When my body is in balance, <laughs> when my body is in balance, and, and I love this, the first restaurant I went out to eat when I was just a baby, uh, my parents actually brought me to have Chinese food. And ever since then, I just have this love for Asian cuisine, whether it's Thai, Vietnamese, uh, you know, Chinese food, Filipino food, you, you, you name it. There is a one hole in the wall restaurant uh, actually, believe it or not, in Orlando, Florida, and massively predominant uh, Asian community, where you walk in there, you, you have chickens hanging from the window. Oh my god! And it is just you know the the, the owners, you know the, their family have just owned this rent- restaurant for generations since they moved here. And I got to tell you, man, everything is made from scratch. They don't use any MSG. They actually don't use any chemicals in in their food, and they make just the best hot and sour. You get this big pot of hot and sour soup with these wide beef uh, noodles, grilled scallions. And, 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 and I mean, they make these spare ribs that are just like to die for. So I, I would say that like anything that comes along the lines of just cooked, slow cooked, you know, care, that meal is probably one, one of my favorite, favorite. What's stuff. the name of the place? Um, it is Tasty Walk. T-A-S-T-Y-W-O-K, man. It's so good. I love it. Shout out to Tasty Walk in Orlando. 
<laughs> when you come here, I'll take you there, Doc. It's All so right, good. I love it. You know what's so funny is my favorite sushi place is in Orlando. If you ever been to Dragonfly Roboto, it's I've been to lots of sushi's in different places, but that's my favorite place, right? Right in Orlando. Shout out to to Dragonfly, I know the owners really well, and actually, <laughs> oh, what's do? so funny that was. My, if I was like thinking to myself, was like, which route do I go? Because I have so many good foods being a foodie. But man, yeah. when, when you come here, l- l- let's go to Dragonfly too. I, I oh love, my. I love that restaurant. It that's is great. Such, that's a small world. Hey, all right. Next question. What's the weirdest wellness thing that you've done that you're willing to admit on a podcast? Oh man, I love this question. Um, well, what's interesting is because, uh, you know, what's weird to many people is like normal to me now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so relative. We're in a bubble. Yeah. On this bubble. yeah. I, I, I could say something weird and fun is I actually gave my own self an acupuncture treatment. Okay. Um, and when I was in school being just the geek and the nerd, I would, I, w- I wanted to like put instruments in anybody and anything. And I, I, I was so sick. I came down with this high fever. I realized that it wasn't something where, you know, I needed an extra care, but that's something that acupuncture could really support. And I did two things. This is just the weirdest thing. There, there, there's something in acupuncture that, that's fascinating to me that we did in clinic when I was there is that you can pinch the top of your ear and you can take a lancet. It might sound a little barbaric, but you you needle the lancet real quick and you bleed the top of the ear. Immediately, my fever came down like no other. I was shocked. And, and I was like, okay, I saw this with patients. But then I still had elements of like fatigue the next day, right? I had a lot of weakness. I was eating for my element type, but I just couldn't hit it. So what I did was I literally grabbed my instruments. I grabbed my textbook. I was like, okay, this point's what I'm feeling this point. So I like covered my body with acupuncture instruments. And when I say covered, like I would say, you know, six to 12 instruments is what you should expect in an acupuncture treatment. If you have practitioners that are putting 20 and 30 instruments in there, I I don't know. I just, I'm not in alignment with that. We kind of take care of a couple symptoms at at a time. So I did that. And doc, I'm sitting here on my couch. I'm, I'm studying for acupuncture. I'm starting to feel better. I've got these instruments in there. And my do- my dog all of a sudden got so excited and she started to jump all over me. So oh I'm sitting gosh. here, I'm like, no, no, get away. So I very quickly took him <laughs> out. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to set my pride aside. And I went back to the doctor that actually inspired me, who I trained with. And I said, you know, I, I need a treatment. So that's probably, I would say, the, the most that, bizarre that's thing. That's really that funny. Yeah. 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 Do not do that, people. Don't do acupuncture not- <laughs> yourself. <laughs> not advised. What is, I know you mentioned about the cherry bark. I know that TCM has a lot of what I would say are, are herbs and let's just, just say herbal herbs that aren't very recognized and known by many modern Westerners. What's one fascinating herb that's used in TCM that is so exciting for you that many people don't know about? Oh gosh. Oh, probably so many. There are so many. There are so, so many. I'll let, I'll let you pick between two. How about that? Would you rather yeah. we dive into a little bit on ashwagandha or astragalus root? Let's do astragalus because I feel yeah. like not enough people know about what astragalus can do. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that too. And ashwagandha is gaining a lot of popularity, you know, multi-mushrooms. There's so I many, love them so both. Many I love yeah, them I both. do too. So astragalus ha- uh, root has been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. And and it's an adaptogenic herb, much like ashwagandha is, that helps your body fight off stress and chronic disease. 
What I love about astragalus root is that it really boosts the health and function of your immune system, your cardiovascular system, and your respiratory system. So if you know your element type and you're listening to this, what I'm talking about is the metal element, the fire element, okay? And those two elements when they're out of balance or, right, your your, your lungs and, and just the way your body's circulating. What I also love about astragalus root, and this was actually... Man, astragalus root was life-saving in, in the ancient world because it helps to heal wounds. I love astragalus root for its wound healing properties. So maybe, you know, you have a loved one that's in, in the hospital and, and many hospitals are starting to become open to this as, as I do, you know, rounds in hospitals. You know, I'll talk to doctors about maybe incorporating astragalus root into somebody's regimen if they're suffering from, you know, uh, a lack of wounds uh, healing from maybe burns mm. or whatever. I love astragalus root also when it comes to signs and signals of the body of diabetes looking to aid uh, patients who are suffering from different tumors that are growing. And just the way that it alleviates the symptoms, because my, my really specialty, my wheelhouse are patients with uh, terminal rare and severe cases. That's what I absolutely love because obviously it helped me in just supporting whatever you know system that you're, you're, you're subscribing to. But the way that it alleviates the symptoms of our chemotherapy patients is just amazing. And why I believe this is that there are high amounts of antioxidants in a, in, in, in astragalus root. Maybe we could do a live on Instagram sometime on, on yeah. some herbs, right? To help, you know, combat diseases and aging, which is what I, I love for, for astragalus root because of the free radical uh, damage that can be caused by those. So you can find astragalus root too, you know, in many forms as a tincture, as a, as a capsule, as a topical ointment. It's very versatile. So that's my kind of a spiel on astragalus root, one of my it. favorite herbs that maybe you haven't heard about. Great question, I, Doc. I love it, man. This has been such a special conversation. I love you. And I know that this, I know everybody's going to love this conversation. Where can people learn more about your work? How can they work with you if they, if you're taking on new clients virtually? And I know you're a TikTok star. So where can they follow you on all the socials? Well, gosh, uh, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Dr. Will Cole. And thank you for having me on here. I got to tell you, man, I love you too, brother. And, and, and just this relationship that we have. And every time we connect, it's just so in alignment. And, and, I, and I just feel I get enhanced. And so if you're listening to this right now, yeah, please share this wonderful information on, on this episode and all the episodes on, on, on Dr. Will Cole's podcast. And, and so my life's mission really is to teach people what's going on inside of their body and then give them simple and personalized tips to improve their health. I am the founder and CEO of Acupuncture Fit and virtualtcm.com. If you're looking to, to, to get into this space, you can head on over to virtualtcm. That uh, stands for traditional Chinese medicine, so virtualtcm.com. So pretty much I've devoted my life to creating traditional Chinese medicine health plans for people who suffer from, you know, chronic pain, infertility, addiction, and maybe even severe terminal rare cases is where you can get an intro. And if you're kind of curious, you don't want to, you know, jump into the one-on-one -on -one call, another great way and useful a guide is, is to go to elementtype.com. And that's pretty much our, our premier site where we have this wonderful, it's a completely free quiz. It takes about maybe seven minutes or less of, of your time to take, and it might help you to start uncover what are your more dominant elements to help move in the right direction from you know past uh, thoughts, traumas, and and toxins. I would say, lastly, Doc, you know I, I'm a proud contributor of uh, Dr. Josh Axe, our mutual friend's book, Ancient Remedies, 
where he does dive into our technique and how traditional Chinese medicine is, is going to help heal the world. So um, you can find us there. And, and of course, if you want some fun tips and you're just scrolling on, on your phone, we have a, a verified account on, on TikTok. Where we're nearing almost half a million followers where I share many fun short video tips. It's, it's Acupuncture Fit. It's in the same name of our company, at Acupuncture Fit. Really just these tips on how to take your health to the next level. So those are probably the best ways to, to get the best of what we're talking about today. I love it. This has been great. And we actually had Dr. Josh Axe on the podcast to talk about the book that you just mentioned. So uh, yeah, go back and listen to that episode, everybody, if you haven't, for further education on on this conversation. My friend, a special comeback anytime. Appreciate you, Doc. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.